Sid and Friends in the Morning. 77 WABC. Today we'll be in Ohiga Castle with my friend Richard Salgado, a.k.a. Big Daddy, his sixth annual golf tournament, raising money for St. Jude's Children's Research Center. It's a huge day, huge, huge event, huge. Uh, Some of the names, Curtis just mentioned Jets quarterback Aaron Rodgers. He's supposed to be there. Tom Brady, starting quarterback for the Giants. Daniel Jones, former Giant great Eli Manning. Host of others, that's a week from today. Sunday is my wedding anniversary, 31 years to the beautiful Danielle. My next guest, after the great Curtis Sliwa, is an amazing man. He's brilliant. He really is. And he's a great Twitter follow. You must follow him, at Gordon G. Chang. That's at Gordon G. Chang on Twitter. And this being a very historic day with Secretary of State Blinken, First time in five years, the Secretary of State went to China, set to meet with Xi in Beijing. What better man to talk to than Gordon Chang? With that said, happy Monday morning, Gordo. Happy Monday morning, Sid. Nice to have you back. So this uh, this meeting today, first let's start with this. Tensions obviously very, very high between the U.S. and China. They were with Trump, but he did a good job to kind of muzzle it. It's been brutal since Biden took office, does this meeting today with the Secretary of State and G these last five days, does it calm down some of the tensions or not at all? It will calm down the tensions for a very short period, and then they will increase. And they'll increase because the Xi Jinping has taken the measure of the Biden administration and realizes it is not willing to defend the interests of the United States. So why wouldn't um, China assault us? You know, when Biden said just a few days ago that the spy balloon was not intentional, was an embarrassment to Beijing, you know, China knew that Biden had to know that Biden was not telling the truth. And that means that they perceive Biden to be weak. And so, therefore, they will continue the assault. They uh, do, right? I mean, spy balloons and Chinese police stations all over the place. And, I mean, almost every day there's a different story involving some type of espionage, spying the Chinese. So we can't expect that Blinken going to China is going to quell any of that, right? Any of it. That's correct. It will not quell any of that. And with Henry Kissinger saying, again, that war with China is probable, Uh, You know, Biden is trying with his policies to prevent that, but he's actually accelerating it because Biden is further eroding deterrence. The only way that we are going to avoid war with China, and by the way, Sid, war with China will not stay conventional. The only way that we can avoid war with China is if we convince the Chinese that we will impose unacceptable costs on Beijing for acts of aggression. Biden won't say that. The Chinese know he won't say that. And therefore, they think they have an opportunity to invade and annex neighbors. You know, it's not just the president. Biden clearly much weaker than Donald Trump 
Trump not afraid to threaten anybody and everybody. And that's why, for the most part, there were no issues around the world. I mean, you go back to the time when, again, he sat with the leader of the Taliban and pointed out a map and said, here's where your wife and kids are. I know where they are. See this red dot? You harm one hair on an American soldier. I'm going to blow you all up, all of you. And nobody died. And Biden took over, and 13 were dead in about three months. That's not the way Biden rules. But the Secretary of State, you look at a guy, Gordon, like Mike Pompeo, for example. Tough guy compared to Anthony Blinken. So forgetting about the president's, even that position, this administration is about 10 times weaker. Well, it certainly is. And we know this because as soon as Biden took office, the Chinese were saying that the United States could no longer talk to China from a from a position of strength. That was when they sent their top two diplomats to Anchorage in March of 2021. So the change in China's attitude was immediate. Now, President Trump was unpredictable. He was tough. And whatever one may say about him, he kept the peace for four years. People may not like the way he did it, but we didn't have a Ukraine war. We didn't have North Africa on fire. We didn't have this constant threatening of Taiwan. And so really what we are, as Kissinger says, we're moving very close to history's last war. And we got to remember that that war is going to be fought on American soil. You know, Americans have not had to fight on their own soil since the War of 1812. We're going to have to do that this time. I do want to talk to you about also the war in uh, Ukraine with Russia. It's still going on. You know, obviously it doesn't get nearly as much attention the general public, when it first started, was really in horror, uh, seeing videos and pictures of Ukrainian moms and dads and children murdered in the streets, right? You saw the shootings and blood and all that, and that's kind of stopped, but this war is still going on. And every couple of weeks, you'll, you'll see something that Putin has escalated this or escalated that. I think uh, a lot of us have forgotten what's going on. Is there an end in sight is there anything that Joe Biden is doing outside of giving Zelensky more and more money to possibly end this war, or is it business as usual in the Ukraine? Well, right now, Ukraine is engaged in its long-awaited offensive. It is making progress. It's probably slower than Ukraine hoped. Um, and this is important because um, if Russia is ends up occupying Ukrainian territory, either through some peace settlement or through exhaustion of Ukraine, then China is going to see that as a big green light to go after Taiwan, Japan, the Philippines, or the United States. So really, the future of East Asia is now being settled one way or another in Ukraine. This is in Ukraine is exceedingly dangerous. Russia has threatened to use nuclear weapons again. They said they have transferred such weapons to Belarus. And so really, this could be a widening of the war and it could go from conventional to nuclear in a flash. This is my we friend. Yep. Go ahead. You can go to nuclear in a flash. Gordon G. Chang on Twitter, Gordon Chang. Hey, Gordon, I want to get to a North Korea, too, because it turns out, I guess, that that botched satellite launch, a uh, very recent botched satellite launch, they're calling it their gravest failure. And they seem to be the North Koreans humiliated and embarrassed. They think people are laughing at them around the world. Is there any credence to that? Well, you know, their launch was a failure, um, no question about it. But we got to remember that, you know, the United States, as recently as 15 years ago, went through a lot of launch failures all in a row. 
you know, countries like North Korea learn when they have failures. And so they are making progress. You know, of course, they would have liked to have put a satellite in orbit. Um, but, um, you know, they're going to get there because they're learning. And by the way, the Biden administration is doing nothing, doing nothing to enforce sanctions on North Korea or, more important, sanctions on China and Russia, because we cannot stop North Korea if we allow the Chinese and Russians to continue to supply technology, money and other things to the North Korean regime. The situation in Africa, you mentioned Africa earlier, continues to get worse uh, just from an economic standpoint, they've got power outages all over the place. I mean, they're really a mess. What is the latest right now with the relationship between the United States and Africa? Well, the United States sort of declared victory by a withdrawal from Sudan. But the point is that China and Russia together um, are fueling these insurgencies. And these insurgencies are starting to look like wars. So you have Sudan. Now, Sudan um, is important because it fronts the Red Sea, which means that China, if it's successful in Sudan, will be able to control the Suez Canal. Um, and, and really what we have is the Wagner Group, the Russian mercenaries, fueling the rapid support forces, RSF, which are creating this insurgency. Well, Russia is probably not paying for the Wagner mercenaries. In most likely, and people on the ground say this, that China is, in fact, paying for Wagner, which means it's China fueling these insurgencies throughout North Africa. Once you destabilize North Africa, you destabilize Western Europe, because North, the five countries in the top of North Africa, they control immigration and the flows of people into Italy and Southern Europe. Gordon, let's uh, kind of wrap this up in a nice little bow and end where we started. We've been through Russia, Ukraine, North Korea, Africa. We'll go back to China. Once again, Secretary of State Anthony Blinken becomes the first Secretary of State in five years to go. He's going to meet with uh, Xi in Beijing later on today. We both agree that tensions will kind of calm for a couple of days, and then we'll go back to where it was. So when Blinken lands back in the United States tomorrow... What's the first thing the United States does, and what's the first thing China does? Well, I think that probably the first thing that Blinken does is he postpones the Biden administration executive order, which has been long awaited, which would ban American investment into Chinese AI. Chinese AI is essentially Chinese military. So I think we're going to see a whole bunch of measures that were going to be imposed actually postponed. That's the purpose of these meetings in Beijing is on China's part, is to get the United States not to do these things, which are absolutely necessary for us to protect our society. All right. There you have it. Once again, Gordon Chang, he's all over it. Nobody better. In fact, no one even close when it comes to world news, especially this very dangerous relationship between the U.S. and China. Russia, yes, but China, a heck of a lot more. He's Gordon Chang. Check him out on Twitter, Gordon G. Chang. As always, Gordon, excellent conversation. Thank you so much. You know, I think you're the best. Let's do it again very soon. Thank you so much, Sid. Gordon Chang. Once again, check him out, Gordon G. Chang on Twitter.